0: Time for the sweet 17, baby, the Cameron (laughs) Lazies, episode number 17. I am Shane Ryan. I am here with Ariana Ely, and I'm here with our good friend Aaron, who has requested that his last name never be spoken aloud on this podcast. How are you guys doing today?
1: You know, first day of the class that I was teaching went pretty well, so that was exciting.
2: An educator. What about you, Aaron? I'm not teaching this semester, so I'm feeling pretty good working on a book. Those poor kids who don't have you this semester, I feel terrible for them. Yeah, really.
0: All right, we're here to talk about a lot of different things today. Uh, one funny thing that I want to bring up is that we keep talking about doing a team of the decade. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to do that today because we didn't prepare, and also we have a lot to talk about with Georgia Tech, but I just want to keep that on uh, mm-hmm. on everyone's radar because I think by like 2025, we'll do a team of the yeah. decade for the 2010s. thousand tens.
2: Let's just
1: building the anticipation. That's
2: yeah, right. and it's good, but by then there'll be a behind the podcast mm-hmm. about Cameron Lazies, about yes. our uh, fierce debate over when the decade started, mm, <laughs> yes. which I will relitigate during the, the Team of the Decade podcast. So everyone uh, stay tuned for that if you want to hear why I believe that 11 teams should be included instead of the nine suggested by Shane. Uh, I suggested 10, but... That's not... No, that's actually factually incorrect, sir. Okay, no, it's not, but... (laughs) Well... I said the 2010-11 team to the 2018-19
0: team.
2: That's nine. That's nine? Oh, well, I have no argument to be made. (laughs) I just said it really confidently, but I'm not good at counting, (laughs) I actually think you're wrong because if we did if we did here we go let's We're do not this. Let's,
1: let's count it out.
2: No no yeah okay 2010 10,
0: 11, 11 11 12 12 13 13 14 14 Let the 15 record show 15 16, that they're showing 16 17 17 18 18 19
1: God he's right. That's oh nine. nine. I, and now I, now you're glad that we counted on our fingers. I counted aren't it right. You? So
2: that means we should go back and, <laughs> and include in 20, the championship yes. team. Now Which why Which is good
1: because I love that. Team.
2: Now why do you think I was advocating for what I was advocating?
1: Yeah. It's not because your numbers were right I don't think.
2: It's because you know, decade
0: is 10. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to tell everyone I have this podcast planned
2: down to the second on a big whiteboard and we are completely <laughs> yeah, off track. We've,
1: we've, uh, aborted the
2: plan. Entirely. So there was a basketball game against Georgia tech.
0: I do like Eat. the idea of eventually doing an all decade team podcast. And it's just an hour of us arguing about the decade. What, what a <laughs> decade is not one single <laughs> player is mentioned <laughs> the entire time. Uh, yeah, we did, we did have a game against Georgia tech. It was a, Very interesting game. I will say that... It was a great game. It was a great game. Uh, This defense in the end of the first half was stellar to the Mm -hmm. point that I went on Twitter and was like, I'm calling this the blue wall. There's a point at which our defense um, runs you down to the point that you can no longer focus on offense. It's too much. It Mm -hmm. mentally breaks you. And I said with great confidence that there was no way Georgia Tech could come back. And then in the start of the second half... a uh, uh, switch completely flipped and they came back and all of a sudden it was like a ridiculously hard ball game on the road so yeah it was like almost like three games in one last night it was a bit of a struggle to start Mm -hmm. then just pure beautiful dominance then uh, then just disaster and then finally um, some good tough uh, concluding stuff so I guess that makes four games yeah I know Aaron I knew you were going to say that he's bad at
1: numbers okay (laughs) give the guy a break I can't count
0: I can't count. They all know that, and you make me feel bad every time you bring it up.
2: Well, I what I mean, can't count, can't analogize either. It's like the blue wall has never uh, <laughs> been used to mean something that fails. What is the blue wall? I think that's what they, the strategists uh, during the 2016 election referred to as the a series of, of Midwestern states that were going to ensure Hillary Clinton's victory. Oh, that's interesting. See, I remember the firewall, which mm-hmm. is oh, the, the oh, southern is not, states. the southern. Oh, states. maybe it's the blue wave. Uh, the I, think, yeah, it it was, I think it was blue it wave. It was firewall. The so. Maginot line?
0: <laughs> the Maginot line, yeah. The invincible thing that the Nazis couldn't uh, go over. Okay, great. We're doing yeah, we so. We're keeping right yeah, on track. That,
1: that plan that you drafted up for yeah. well, The
2: sharp. Duke team was the Maginot line. No, they were the other thing, the good thing, Yeah, for a while. Our defense was really stellar, and we shut Georgia Tech
1: down for a good period of time in that game. I'm going to
0: officially throw it to Ariana. Ariana, give us your take on what you saw.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so full (laughs) confession, I missed the first couple minutes of the game because I was playing volleyball. And then I think I said seconds, and I meant to say minutes. Uh, And then I missed a little bit of the second half, too, because I started falling asleep. That is not to say that this was not an interesting game. It was a really interesting game. Um, and kind of a, and I think during the first half I texted you guys, I was like, this game is confusing to me. Um, Cause there were stretches of it that like kind of went a little bit weirdly slow. And then there were stretches where like, it was just fast break, fast break, fast break on both sides of the court. And then there were stretches where we're, we were like, missing easy, easy stuff down low. And, like, that happened with, like, Vern. Vern was having a little bit of difficulty down Vern there. Vern had his
0: worst game of the year. Yeah. I think that's, like, we can just say that, right? Yeah. It was not good stuff from him.
1: And I think the thing that, in watching this game, the thing that I walked away with was a new appreciation for Cassius Stanley. Mm. And, like, we talk about him a lot. He's obviously a superstar. Um But I was really impressed with his defense this game, especially when we were, like, running... Um, like oppressed, he was like pressuring the ball as they were bringing it up the court, and like he slowed them down so well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really impressive, and I think it was that sort of him and Trey were kind of trading off in that role, and sometimes Jordy Goldwire was up there too, and I think it was that. Choice on defense with them that really led to us getting some really beautiful offensive plays, like the alley oop that Trey had for, you know, Cassius. Um, Which is the dunk of
0: the year so yeah. far. I mean, that was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it was great. And like, it's funny because like, I think Duke's uh, social media kids posted that clip with the like the- most electric finisher in college basketball. And I just added an asterisk that was like, since Zion Williamson, because like.
0: See me, I got a little carried away on Twitter, and I said, did you? "Cassius is a better dunker than Zion." I said it.
1: Wow! Even I, after seeing that dunk in Cameron. Shade? I got carried
0: away. I don't stand by it today. <laughs> it was the heat of the moment. We all make emotional choices. I mean, it, was
1: a, it was a beautiful dunk, but I do think that our like, the thing that impressed me about this game was I don't. I don't really see this team because it is so heavily defensive. I don't really see this team as a run and gun sort of team. Like that's not our bag. And there were stretches in this game where like, it was like, oh, these guys can do that. Like they actively can do that if they decide to like be aggressive on defense in these ways. It really does transition well for us. So that was, that was a thing I walked away with a little bit more confidence in.
0: I will say I don't know if you agree with me, Aaron, but I will. You and I have never agreed um, in disagreement never. with Ariana, but I think. Oh. But but Ooh. I think looking by your facial expression, there might be a first because I think we've are a really good running team, and I when Trey asterisk when Trey is running the point, I think we've been pretty good at it this year. Um, and yeah, you're totally right. Last night he was fantastic. We really fast broke well, and that was um, that was the key to the game on Cassius. Uh, the dunks are going to be the thing that people talk about, and mm-hmm. rightly so because I think it changed the psychological mm-hmm. momentum of the game, which is a thing. Yep. <laughs> I'm convinced it is. I mean, we really were running scared, and he came out and uh, and just turned it around. And yep. even like I think even their fans were a little bit awed by by what yeah. he could do. But I will also say, along with your uh, excellent point about how good he is on defense. His attitude was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was fierce, and he was pissed off by the yep. crowd. Yep. But I mean, it was a good, productive kind of pissed off. Like, he was going to come out else and do things. Up. Yeah, it, it totally was. And he came out, I think, with a mission when he came back into that game. I don't know why he was sitting at the beginning. Maybe it was foul trouble at the beginning of the second half. But when he, he came back freaked. in, he, uh, he it's like he had a mission to mm-hmm. change the, the whole narrative of the game, and he did it. Um, and that was, like,
2: the big thing I came out with Cassius.
0: Uh, Aaron, is there more to add about the Cashman?
2: There's more to add. Um, first, I will say that in my secret notebook, where I'm now recording notes uh, away from the rest of you, uh, because of the way I've been treated on this podcast,
1: <laughs> I keep notes in my head because <clears throat> I can do that. Good uh, for you. Uh, Thank you. One of the
2: earliest ones is Trey is just elite on the break. <clears throat> uh, Ooh, yeah, that was a real. That was a real. I was gonna stun you guys with that one. Um, no, uh, I I read on. Online, since I'm managing the Twitter account, and, uh, uh, parentheses, you should go look at the thing that I, uh, the tweet that I retweeted from the Duke men's basketball of who dunked it better Mm. uh, between Grant Hill and uh, Cassius. Cassius. Yeah, okay. Uh, Because they have almost identical uh, dunks against Georgia Tech. Oh, interesting. That's um, interesting.
0: I'm watching it now. This is good radio. But I'm gonna yeah, let's see. Go ahead and keep, watch keep going. Who did it better? Yeah, um,
2: but apparently, at some point, he was uh, 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 Cash was benched for uh, not diving for a loose ball. Oh. Uh, he did have foul trouble in the game. Uh, yeah. I think he he, he finished ultimately yeah he finished with four. Um, but there were you know there was a hustle issue. Um, but yeah, he seemed really. Him. Really mean. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing the chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. thing that that I think we like, yep. right? The it thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, was absolutely not bowed um, uh, uh, or bowed, bowed. By Is the unbowed, crow?
0: unbroken, unbent? Would you say?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he certainly bent. He did, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, his his defense was great. Uh, obviously, not going to. To, to ignore the highlight uh, dunks, um, but, uh, but just a, a wonderful all-around performance from him. Uh, and really one of the few unambiguous performances mm-hmm. in this yes. game. Uh, I agree entirely with you, Ariana, that this was a, what did you say, it was a confusing game? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a confusing game for a lot of players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I was gonna do this whole thing of, you know, who's becoming who now that, that Wendell Moore mm-hmm. is out. Um, and there's like a, a huge chain reaction of different players taking on different roles because Wendell Moore is out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the players weren't even themselves in this game. Uh, uh, for instance, Matt Hurt, incredibly inefficient. He had like a, he was four for 13 from the floor, something like that. That's a Trey Jones stat line. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, um, there were, uh, there are some others, um, uh, I'm arguing basically that uh, that O'Connell and Goldwire together are now Wendell Moore.
1: Collectively, <laughs> you get that, the defense of Wendell right. through Jordy. You get the offense a little bit from O'Connell.
2: Baker has now turned into O'Connell. Yeah. All right, we had <laughs> we had hurt becoming Trey. Well, it's shooting Trey. Shooting wise, and Trey became like kind of a different Trey. Mm-hmm. in this game he became um, the
1: trade that does have to carry some offensive responsibility
2: for this but Duke but he team. was like what four for five or five for five six or, or something like, like that okay yeah. some some kind of very efficient um uh you know he, he always does seem to make the the key uh two pointers mm-hmm. uh, uh when necessary but he Mid-way also wise. he was also five of ten from the line and mm-hmm. turned the ball over four times yep so everyone was like, oh, this is a great Trey game. I was like, this was a totally was a weird, weird, weird Trey game.
1: Yeah. And going off of that, uh, the, I think it was the Duke Men's Basketball Twitter posted a thing. I, it might have been their like basketball stats or whatever. And it was like, it essentially gave Trey's whole stat line. It was like, however many 16 points a block to however many steals etc etc all the way down the line he was like Trey's the first person to have this stat line it's like if you have to go all the way through that specificity (laughs) to like say something that is like a record or something along those sorts it does not count like it doesn't count oh totally just own up to this being a weird game some parts of it were really good some parts of it were really Uh questionable and leave it at that
0: I do think one thing that I took away from this game that was really interesting, um, at the end of the game, until 30 seconds left, uh, you did not see a lick of Alex O'Connell mm. or Joey Baker. Yeah, uh, Alex O'Connell was subbed out with 11.30, didn't come back into the game until 30 seconds left when they were using him for, for foul shots. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the game, uh, Coach K subbed in Javin Delorie, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, who oh, yeah. had not had a good game up to that point. In fact, had looked very bad and then had just about the best two defensive mm-hmm. minutes that any Duke player has had all year. Was absolutely critical for yep. us to win that game. It looked like an unbelievable uh, substitution. Yeah, but going back, O'Connell, Baker, just not even in the mix. And Non-factors. so I'm going to go back to our discussion about, oh, Ooh. is this really a ten deep Duke team? Yeah. O'Connell, uh-huh.
2: O'Connell scored nine points.
0: Yeah. O'Connell was fine, but Coach K didn't put him in for the last eleven minutes when yeah. the when the rubber mm-hmm. met when the, the chips, road. He didn't yeah, trust him. He did not trust him. He did not trust Joey Baker, and I yeah. was with him. I, I actually didn't think O'Connell was that good last night, but you know me, I'm biased. Um, but, again, he was not in there at the end. When it comes down to it in tough games, this is not a 10-deep team, okay? This is a team that maybe, if Wendell Moore's in there, has about seven guys that Coach K feels confident in, you didn't even see that much of Matt Hurd at the end. Uh, so I think that was a fascinating thing. And I do think, to kind of leap off that point a little, uh, I'm going to throw this at you guys. I think we did miss Wendell Moore a little bit on perimeter defense. Mm-hmm. I think the breakdown at the start of the second half... Um, it was partly down to Vernon Carey, who just did not play good defense yeah. at all. But I think we were missing that one extra guy. You had Goldwire, you didn't have Cassius at mm-hmm. the beginning. Uh, you had Trey, but you the rest of it was a little weak, and they exploited that.
1: Yeah, I um, so to just go on at the like defensive point of like us missing Wendell, I would agree with that. Especially when you look at all the guys that he had as options of filling in that defensive spot yeah. are relatively lanky and a little bit slower. And so there wasn't anybody that had Wendell's like physicality. And I'm using that word, even though I dog commentators for using it. Cause I find it annoying um, <laughs> or his speed. Yeah. Um, and like, this is coming from, you know, I mean me saying this and I've complained when like Wendell's gotten lost on like defensive rotations and I've been like somebody get my man. Yeah, but we yeah. really suffered for not having that kind of go-to guy that can be that kind of sturdy presence on defense. Um, and so I would agree with you there. Um, I think it'll be interesting in regards to the rotation question of like what this looks like when we have some tougher, continue to have tough ACC games where Coach K's trust is. Um, and I think it's a little bit hard to tell because like you said, Javin Delorier didn't have a really good game and then Coach K trusted him like towards the end of that game and it made a really big difference. Mm -hmm. And so it might come down to in those little moments, who is coach K trusting from his bench to be contributors in very particular and specific ways. And so I don't know if, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds.
2: So I'll approach it from a slightly different angle, uh, which is, I do think that, that the depth manifested itself in this game and that we are truly a 10 deep team for, for a couple reasons. Right. Um, First, you know, the the game is 40 minutes long, right? And we've talked a little bit about this before, but you you need bodies to fill minutes of, of a game, right? Mm-hmm. A finite number of minutes, right? Two, 200 minutes, uh, 40 times five. Um, uh, <clears throat> what guys like O'Connell uh, were doing in the first half during the dominant period, right, it counts later on. The, the point of, of building an 11 point halftime lead is so that when they do make the run, you right, have a buffer. Exactly. So, I do, you know, while yes, we we tend to punctuate the moments that uh, uh, are pivotal in the game towards the end, yes, Javin had two excellent defensive possessions and hit both of his mm-hmm. free throws, which was key, which was absolutely key after Goldwire, or it was before Goldwire clanked both mm-hmm. of his. Mm-hmm. Um and Trey uh, hit one of two, two, yeah. Like, all right, that was bad. Um, uh, was this a a close to a fifty percent free throw shooting game? It was awful. It it would be almost if we
0: had blown that game just
2: like Stephen and Austin. it would have been on the free throw line that we lost it. Um, so you know, I think depth manifests itself not just in players who are trusted, but Mm. in players who get time in there and who aren't complete. You know losers.
0: But here, here's the thing. Here here's my here's my counter argument is <clears> that, <throat> that it's easy to have depth when it's feast time. When it's famine time, that's when you really understand what's happening. But so but O'con- like, but, listen, but, like but like
2: Joseph in the Bible, you during the the famine time or wait, I think no, the feast time came first. You gather all your stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then during the famine time, yeah,
0: you, you distribute it. it. But this only works as long as there is a feast to begin with. In other words, Duke Duke took a 40 to 29 lead and we really dominated the last, I don't know, 15 mm-hmm. minutes of that first half. And that's the only reason that you look and you see, oh, uh, you know, uh, O'Connell's got 13 minutes. Uh, well, Baker only had four, so he yeah. lost confidence right yeah. away. Right. Um, but if that game were tight throughout, which we're going to have those games mm-hmm. this year, we're not going to have games where we, we blow teams out. O'Connell would never have gotten 13 minutes because... When, things, when the chips are down, as Ariana said, and when the chips are down, Coach K doesn't trust him. It's why he wasn't there at the end of the game. It's evident who Coach K wants out there. You look at this thing. Okay, we had nine guys play. Joey Baker had four minutes. Functionally, he didn't play. Jack Wade had seven minutes. Eh, he kind of played. O'Connell kind of played with 13 minutes, but really didn't play much in the second half. Other than that, you've got Deloria with 15, and then five guys who played 25 minutes each. But three of them who played more than 30 minutes. Goldwire was one of them. Mm-hmm. Goldwire, I thought, had the best game he's ever had that I've seen him play for Duke. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought defensively he was just spectacular and we needed him. Um, and he was just like the linchpin of that defense. He played 37 minutes. He played more than anybody except Trey Jones. Yeah. Trey played 39. Hurt plays 33. Uh, Vernon Carey played 25, even though he didn't have a good game. Mm-hmm. I My point that I'm making to you, Aaron, is I think as we get tougher and tougher games... We're going to start seeing that sort of minute inequality, uh, as Bernie Sanders might call it. The top five players are going to dominate ninety-nine <laughs> percent of the minutes. Uh, and that's Is that to, what he
2: sounds like. I've never heard his voice.
0: That's yeah. That's exactly that's what he to say. Like. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's my point. I mean, you know, yeah, you build up during the feast, but when they're when it's just a battle the whole time, O'Connell's not going to see the floor. Joey Baker's not going to see the floor. These guys can't play
2: defense, and Coach K doesn't want that. Oh, okay, I, for this game though. Uh, the depth did matter. Yeah, I don't think it did.
0: I think when it came down to it, there was no depth. When it came down to it, there were six guys he felt confident playing.
2: The other guys were instrumental in the feast period, though.
0: Okay, fine. We can give you we can give you that. But I think I think when the game gets tight and the, what happened in the beginning. But of the But why second is it half- taken
2: for granted that the game is going to be tight throughout? In some of these games. I
1: mean, I think because that is likely to happen. So, like, for example, when we play Virginia, right? Mm -hmm. That game is probably A, going to be low scoring, and B, going to be out, like, tight throughout because of the fact that these are two defensively stifling teams. And so, in which case, if you have a game that is tight, how Coach K is trusting his players and what their contributions are going to be is probably going to dictate what their playing time is going to look like. Now, granted, that might be a little bit different if he is trying to get some sort of increased offensive production, and so he has Baker or O'Connell in to try and, like, make threes or something right, like that. Right, that's what I was going to say. Um, and so, to me, I think it looks this <coughs> way, where the trust in Coach K isn't so much going to be always a, um like... No, I think it's going to depend situationally of what coach what the team needs in this moment against a given team in a certain period of time, um, and so I think when we are playing a physically tough team and it is a game that is a like a a game that we're gonna have to grind out, I think you're going to see him leaning on some different players than he would in say a game like this one where we were able to really push a lead right. ter- toward the like. Middle of the first half, and then you did have a little bit more space to take some risks with some of these different, what you're hoping are like fiery offensive players. Um, You didn't get a ton of production out of them. But again, since we are balancing the loss of Wendell Moore, you did need some folks to soak up time, but not only that, you also needed some folks to soak up fouls. Um, And this was a question I was going to ask you guys before. Do you think, so looking at some of the fouls that we had in this game, so like Cassius Stanley, for example, with four fouls, um, do you think some of that came from, yeah, let's see. Cassius had four. Vern had three. Uh, Jack White had three. Oops.
0: Nope. No. Deloria. Had Deloria had three. three. Yeah.
1: Um. So, do you think some of that comes from? I mean, Jav. It's like kind of standard, front of the mill for him. But do you think that? putting in some of those guys also was a means of fouls are going to get called and granted this game was not called very well, but do you have those guys in there to absorb some of those foul calls?
0: Yeah. So the two things. Okay. So your first thing I'm going to call, um, horses for courses, which I think is a really good point. Meaning that in certain styles mm-hmm. of games, when you feel like you're running a lot and you have a couple guys playing great defense and it would help to have a, a Baker or an O'Connell who can maybe hit a three, even though I, again, I don't think O'Connell is a good yeah. shooter. Um, but yeah, sometimes in, in those situations, you're right, you will have those guys. And then the second thing is, sure, uh, I mean, the margins are much slimmer uh, when you don't have Wendell Moore, and so you need guys to fill minutes, and especially if there's foul trouble, that means that somebody else is going to have to uh, to get in there and play. So by you're going to have to, at some point, put in O'Connell, put in Baker, guys like that. But there's a difference between being forced to put them in versus thinking that they're valuable members of your team who are going to contribute, and... Going back to what Aaron was saying, I think what the important point to make, and it's a simple point, is that what happened in the second half, by which I mean the benching of O'Connell and Baker, is also a reflection of what happened in the first half. So you're trying to push this narrative, Aaron, that these guys, oh, they were so good in the first half, they helped build up the feast, and so it's okay that when the famine came, they didn't play. Well, no, they're... The fact that they were benched is a reflection of what Coach K saw in the first half, which was Joy Baker was awful. Alex O'Connell had some good offensive possessions, but he still didn't play good defense. defense, And Coach K judged that it wasn't (laughs) worth whatever points he might produce. And so these guys got benched. And and I think that's a, a truer reflection and a truer judgment than saying, "Oh, the production matters in the first half." Of course it does. But ultimately, again, next time we're in a really close game, like Ariana said, playing in Virginia, um, I don't know. I don't even know who else. In the, I know. I was a trying Louisville, to get yeah, Louisville. A Louisville team. They'll play great defense. Those guys are not going to play as much if if their defense doesn't
2: you know magically improve. I mean, fine. You can't argue with it. No, I. I you can't. I, I can stunned argue. Stunned into silence. I can <laughs> argue with it, but uh, you're louder. Um, no, I, I think it does make a
1: difference.
0: It does. <laughs>
2: uh, so, sh- sure, um, I do think that having that. So they were they were not elite players in the first half, Mm-mm. right? Clearly, Baker wasn't. Sure, um, I, I, he didn't even do anything, right? Did he? He, he didn't, didn't, sco- attempt, didn't score. Uh, no. He didn't attempt a he shot. He had one
0: turnover and one foul, and that was Okay, his so he style. did
2: nothing. Fine. Yeah uh uh i do think o'connell helped right uh, obviously jack white helped in the second half mm-hmm. um uh with his his key three pointer and some pretty good defense mm-hmm. um but i i really I, i'm not quite sure what it is that i'm trying to say about the uh, uh the notion that n- nine people can be trusted to play at least early in the game, and that that's worth something. Um, not saying that, uh, you, you know, your argument about having a, a rotation known for depth means that, you know, each person is good at something or, or has something to contribute to the team. I'm not necessarily arguing that O'Connell uh, uh, or Baker have something special to offer in every game, except for their physical presence, which is not, um, is is uh better than bad right uh yes uh, yeah above uh, not above replacement but not so below replacement um, <laughs> that you'd be better off with them literally not being
0: there that you're mendoza they're not mendoza liners that's a baseball reference but yeah i know i totally think you're right about that yeah you, you want them on the team mm-hmm. that's for sure yes you don't want them never on the floor correct they fill a role yeah I just think my only point I'm making is that I think as we get further in the season, you're going to see their minutes decrease and Duke will be a seven man rotation team. When, when Bill gets smashed. That
1: would be par for the course insofar as like things always go for Duke, right? You always have in the like lead up to the start of non conference play and then throughout non conference play, everybody's like, Oh, Duke's such a deep team, Duke's such a deep team. And it's like, when the chips are down and ACC play starts, we are not going to have like a nine ten man rotation. It's gonna be smaller. I was holding out hope that maybe it wouldn't be that way. And Alex and Joey are kind of up and down so frequently, if they could pull it together, I think we would actually have that depth. And I think there will be games where we rely on that depth and they Mm -hmm. come out and they provide a spark. I don't know if they're going to do it consistently, but I do think that they'll play some kind of role. Granted, Joey didn't play any type of role in this game. Um, But yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's right. Um, Let's talk, let's get a little bit more positive and talk about the the good things, the defense of um, Trey Jones and Jordan Goldwire. Uh, or Jordy Goldwire Jordy. Sorry uh, There was a tweet I saw I believe it was from our boy Ray Holloman Who doesn't know us from Adam But we, we all follow him on Twitter <laughs> And enjoy his stuff Who said that um, There is a chance That Trey Jones could win National Defensive Player of the Year And be the second best perimeter defender On our team Which I think is really funny And I think I think there's something to that mm-hmm. Like Goldwire is uh, so good Yeah. I, I, what did you think of him last night, Ariana? I, I was kind of stunned by Just Yeah how much better he is even than his usual high standard.
1: I think this is like, it really shows the product of when a coach, like when a coach trusts a player and like puts them in big game moments, how that, or like lets them contribute solidly over time, how that builds their own confidence in like their skill set that they're bringing into the game. And so I think this will be a good turning point for Jordy insofar as being like, cause what he played 37 minutes last night. Yeah. Like, I think that's his most for the season so far. And so like being trusted that much, especially in this role of like stepping up when we're missing one of our, like, you know, key freshmen. Um, I think that that instills a lot of confidence in you as a player from your coaching staff, which then makes you feel capable on the court. Um, and I think we saw that come to life with like what he did and what he contributed to the team. Um, and I think the other thing that I sometimes forget about Jordy is that he is, he's a junior now, correct?
0: Yes, Um, that is correct. And,
1: like, I forget that he is, like, an upperclassman on this team, and I think partly because he is so quiet, and, like, sometimes that quietness is, like, deeply unsettling, I think, for, like, <laughs> yeah. the guys right, that right, he's right. guarding. He's just, like, so locked in that, like, and with the way he was playing defense last night, it was like he was unshakable, which was really great to see. And I think we'll we'll be... Reliant on that down the line in some of these tougher um, games and matchups that we have.
0: I say when uh, when you invited Aaron and I to the Brown game and we were analyzing the physicality uh, yep. of the players. Very impressed by uh, Jordan Goldwire's quad muscles. Yeah, he's got some like, like they're he's very. Got some thighs. They're big for like the size yeah. of him. Yeah, and he's like combined with that strength and that quickness it's, yep. it makes sense that he's a good defender yeah anyway um yeah
1: yeah I think he also does the classic and like this is something that my like dad used to comment on both from a coaching perspective and then also when we like talk basketball now where your eyes are when you're watching the player you're defending makes a really big difference because right. like if you watch like if you watch their head or whatever you only learn so much but like if you watch their core you kind of can anticipate where they're moving to and I think he does a good job of that and I said before like he's also very cognizant of what is happening behind him and in his periphery so he like has a good sense for like where his player wants to go and that's like beautiful like Uh, chef's kiss is beautiful
0: shout out to Dermot Morgan my modified basketball coach he said unless the guy's a belly dancer he's not gonna fool you with his core (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, can fool you with the ball, can fool you with the yeah. head, but
1: yeah, but that core that, can only go that, so far. That
2: core is just gonna stay right where it is. Well, let me try to fool you guys before we get to some of our listeners. Are questions. you a belly dancer? Yeah, yeah that's what I, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. No, um, I would like, uh, I would like to know, um, uh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's great handwriting. Ariana remarked that my handwriting is so neat. Can we take a distance photo of it? No, later. Okay. <clears throat> no, okay. you can't. So my mom would be proud uh, of that. Um, she also texted me to say how wrong you both were about the uh, uh, Vernon Carey Sr. situation. Uh, I wasn't really following her argument because I, I thought <laughs> I was actually wrong about that. But uh, but she, so she my mom was there to defend me. was indeed Vernon. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> I want to know your mom's argument. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get her on the podcast. I really felt it was bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah by the end of this all our parents are going to be
2: on the podcast exactly like yeah uh, but she was there defending me uh, even when I wasn't ready to uh so le- let me let me uh, throw some stats at you go for it okay uh, our opponent in this game made 23 field goals okay yep uh, we made six three pointers in this game and uh, we turned over the ball 14 times. This has happened in exactly one other game this season. Do you know what it is?
0: Ooh, good question.
2: Fourteen so turnovers—they're kind, of, kind of weird stats. So fourteen turnovers mm-hmm. is more turnovers than we usually have. Yep. Uh, six sure, made threes is about, about average.
0: Uh, maybe a little, a little, a little better. Average.
2: Uh, well, they're, they're okay. Well, but I'd have to look at to actually look at the numbers. Uh, and 23 made field goals by opponents is, um, uh, I think, will shock... All of those you. things happened in one game? All those things happened in one game, and I think it will shock you, given the uh, the difference in in the ways that the games work.
1: I feel like it was the SFG, SFA game.
0: No, it's going to be a game that we won by a lot. I, it's, I'm going to hit myself when you tell me, but it's either Cal
2: or... Virginia Tech, all incorrect. Ah, uh, it wasn't Kansas, was it? Nope, it was the Miami game. Oh, really? Yeah. So that that many stats were the huh. same that in is a game weird. where we completely dominated yeah. the other team, like to the point yeah. of boredom. We turned the ball over fourteen times in that game. We only Did hit we really. We only hit six threes in that game, and the opponent scored the exact same number of field goals. And yet we win this game by nine, which was deceptively uh, a large number. It was really you know, a one or two possession game yeah. uh, uh, versus a game that's a blowout win by 30. Well, I will I will say um, that against Miami, the first
0: half looked pretty similar. Uh, things things started out mm-hmm. close-ish. I think mm-hmm. we had an argument that 10 minutes, it was still pretty right. tight. Right. And yeah. then we started dominating them, just like we did to Georgia Tech. And then, But we kept it going in the second yeah. half. We didn't have that lapse. Uh, so yeah, th- that makes sense to me. But uh, I
2: think that the big difference between those two games, if I'm going to point it out, is that we had 23 team assists mm-hmm. in the Miami game. We How had many? 13 in this one, which is our lowest, Interesting. Uh, uh, close go. to our lowest of the year. Yeah. Uh, which i thought was pretty pretty evident.
0: Yeah. Well, this might be a good time to go yep. to a Stummy. Yep. Uh tweet
2: uh, well, Twitter. There, Yeah, there are a couple of questions yeah. about Wendell. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, this is the Wendell question. Th- no, this is the Georgia Tech question. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: this is no Kobe Bryant on Twitter is goes by Stummy. Uh, I thought it was
2: SH Tummy. <laughs> oh, I'm going Stummy, like the like a ship, the SH Tummy. <laughs>
0: What, is, what does all, SH stand for? I know, USS I, and HMS. what is does SH the stand The SH. Okay, sure. We'll let it go. Uh, Her, sh- ma- Her Majesty's sh- ship sh- tummy.
2: Sh- <laughs> sure Majesty. There it is. Sure-majesty. There it is. <laughs> I hate myself. sure Majesty. <laughs> that uh, from the record. No, that's staying no, there forever. That was good. Sure Thank you.
0: you. Was last or night's struggle... Highness would make more sense. Oh, sure Highness yeah. is very good. Yeah. SH yeah uh Shummi says <laughs> was last night's struggle more linked to georgia tech treating this like a championship oh, game God. or a sign of trouble without wendell uh
2: and we had another comment about okay. about georgia tech yeah. um i'm sorry i gotta find it now uh along the same lines uh that basically um uh is is georgia tech also legit, legit? Um, which I think we can discuss both of these together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hold on, because I want to. I want to give. From. I want to give some credit. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to the. I'll tell you right now. It was Crit. Nope, no, was it was Eric Raddamero. R- no, it wasn't. It was Steve Melnick. Steve Melnick with Alvarado back and Banks legit. Uh, yeah. Georgia Tech will be top half of ACC. Agreed, I agree Steve. With that. Thus, great win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Need tests over the course of the season to be ready for turning. I'm also yeah. down with that. Pattern of wins equals slow beginning of each half and and close strong. Equals yep. massive depth and fitness advantage.
2: Oh, you speaking for depth. the depth. Interesting. Well, that's uh, okay. Oh, okay. Shane oh, calls yeah.
0: bullshit. I call bullshit. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Delete the tweet. Beyond depth, I agree with all of that. Yeah. The fitness advantage mm-hmm. and the way we wear teams down on D. Is yeah, clutch. that did that did Back. end with a brilliant finish mm-hmm. of the first half. Again, things changed in the second. But all um, right. So
2: is Georgia Tech legit? And um, were they? Uh, playing like this was their championship game. Yeah. Uh, or, or a bit of both. I have to give Georgia Tech credit for coming back in the second half because, again, I thought they were
0: mentally and physically beaten. Yeah. But I will say Alvarado as annoying as he was with those little guitar celebrations mm-hmm. and Banks it's with good. his like mean mugging who I like. I was annoyed with Banks too. I was annoyed with Pastner with his flashcards. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get beat by flashcards. Yeah. Like all these things annoyed me about this team, but they showed a lot of toughness to mm-hmm. come back in that game. And okay. Yeah, they were at home, but the Georgia tech home crowd, even for a Duke game, isn't there not... were
1: a lot of Dukies there. Like you yeah. could hear the let's go Duke. It, it's Atlanta, starting.
0: which is other than New York city, like mm-hmm. Durham number three. Yep. basically, um, yeah, so this wasn't like some rabid away crowd yeah. killing us. Okay, these guys came back, uh, and they were good. I mean, they were good. They were tough. They gave us a game. They were flying high after kicking the crap out of mm-hmm. UNC at um, in Chapel Hill. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think they're legit. I definitely think they're going to be top half of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, we were mentioning earlier, you know, Virginia just lost to Boston College, which yep. was great. I have a continuing, ongoing obsession with Duke winning the uh, ACC regular season for the first time in like a decade or whatever it is this year. So that's a big one
2: for there because we're now the only undefeated ACC team. And you should definitely read the article that argues that we are going to go twenty and zero. Yeah, who wrote that? Uh, I don't r- or remember what, what the person's name, but it was tweeted from the camera. It's like, you're not even following the Cameron lazy. I tried. Are there
0: 20 ACC games now?
2: Yeah, they're 20. Yeah. Good God. That's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Started earlier. That's yeah.
0: awesome. But yeah. So anyway, the, the point I'm making about this is, yeah, they were good. I think Louisville, Duke, Virginia, and Florida state are mm-hmm. the only four teams worth a damn in the ACC. And I think Virginia, uh, Georgia tech could easily is, be that yeah. 15.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, you know, they have a seven and eight record right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three and so, two, two and three ACC. So you say, oh, what the hell are you talking about? This is a good team. Alvarado was out for what seven games, something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's been hurt all year. Uh, uh, banks also missed some time, or maybe it was was it? Uh, I thought it was Banks or Wright. Was, did they? Have, oh no, was it? No, I thought it was Banks. Okay, uh, they were missing hey, some key mom. contributors. Uh, banks, by the way. Played out of his mind, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll get to this when we talk to when we we to talk, talk about, about Vern. Vern. Yeah, Vern's, yeah, yeah. Vern's struggles, uh, and also he, he caused but problems. We'll, but let's Banks um, uh, absolutely annihilated mm-hmm. any chance that uh, poor Matt Hurt had around the oh, rim. Oh yeah, it
1: was like you. D- he was get like, away uh, get from the post. yes, get away, <laughs> get
2: away, little boy. Um, uh, Adults so only. yeah. <clears throat> uh, and Alvarado what scored eighteen points, something like that. Um they're good
0: oh yeah they're real good
2: and i think they're and devoe was also mm-hmm. very good uh in this game uh when they made their run they hit what four of four threes i think they were one of seven in the first half uh and then four of nine in the second half but those first four Ooh, boy. they were daggers i mean they yeah. all of a sudden they changed the game like deflated the just snap your fingers the and hey it's a tie ball yeah. game now um so i i really think that um there is an element that that uh they're playing for more, they have a postseason ban, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh they got flashcards now. <laughs> they do. They've yeah, it's remedial. Um <laughs> But sure, every time that Duke comes to to your place or that you play Duke, that's that's a big game of mm-hmm. the season, if not the biggest game for the season. Uh uh, and they're legit. Looking at this as a as a game that we won. On the road, yeah. I think a pretty good win.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have too much to add. I do think that one. I think for Georgia Tech, now that they have some of their key pieces back, they are refining their identity for the rest of ACC play and the rest of the the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. And I think they have a lot to prove with all their kind of pieces firing again. Um. And especially, I think, as with Passner. I mean, because he was what the youngest coach in the league when he was coaching Memphis and like he's still a relatively young dude. And so I think especially coming into the ACC, which is like kind of a stalwart conference and you have a lot of like classic guys who are still coaching or coaches that are a little bit uh, long in the tooth. Right. (laughs) And so I think coming in, I don't know how long he's been coaching tech is
0: this. Uh, I'll it's look it up. I'm not exactly third sure. or fourth yeah. year. Yeah,
1: and so I mean, it is a lot to come into a program and try and revive it, especially um, following
2: Paul Hewitt, exactly who is the most handsome man in basketball. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is number four for <laughs> okay. him. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I I do think that they're on a good trajectory now, and I think they're throughout the course of the season you're going to see their game change dramatically now that they have their their yeah their guys, guys back. back yeah um and so i think this was like a display of this is what this team has the capability to build on and like do um and so i think they'll probably finish out the acc with a pretty decent record um i got I like
0: 11 and 9 i would say
1: i would agree with that that seems sounds like about that's, right yeah 10 would, 10
2: 11 mm-hmm, and
1: 9 i would agree with that
0: is that
2: a tournament um, team this year <laughs> that's uh, a great that, question. That a good question maybe
1: yeah, There'll be bubble watch. For there sure. may be.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a bubble. There, there may not be that many teams mm-hmm. in the ACC who are worthy. Yeah. Right. But again, just by the numbers, you're not you're also going to have a team that's better than that outside of the big four. Right. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, um, and so I do think that Georgia Tech is legit. Um, and I do think they came out and put together a good performance because Duke was there. Um, whether or not I think they played it as like a championship game, I don't know, but they definitely tried to put their best effort forward, did put their best effort forward. They could have easily come out in that second half and just like rolled over, um, kind of like Miami did. And they did not, um, they came out with good intensity. I would like to know what flashcards he showed them in the locker room so you at mean halftime? They could yes. have rolled
2: over and showed them their stummy. They could have shown me a Nailed it. Uh, well, again, bad. <laughs> it very, very good. Like very good. Very um, good in my book.
0: Yeah, no, his flashcards were obviously inspirational in the they locker were. room.
1: They made, they made a difference.
0: So um, let's talk about Vern. Uh, and Chris Wurst has a question for us that's a good lead into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, Vern was bothered by the GT big men into his worst game for a while. Six for 14 from the four and less than half of his normal free throw attempts. What adjust? by the way, part of that is that the referees were, we do need to mention how mm-hmm. god-awful and inconsistent they were. There were some calls that were, like, right away in the game, Matt Hurt went up for a layup, got slapped on the arm, yeah. which, by the way, the announcers were completely oblivious to. They didn't call a foul, and it was like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these games. Yeah. This is exactly what we can expect. Yeah.
1: Could you imagine if Wendell had been playing? That kid would have been brutalized and never gotten a oh, foul. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, he actually would have been murdered. It's a good, That hand injury was a good thing. He would have been right. murdered, it's and the ref would have been like block clean uh and so chris continues what adjustments does he need to make if any or does coach k just need to work the refs a little better so his guy gets some calls that's part of it uh that's definitely part of it but uh wendell one moment aaron not wendell i'm sorry vernon yeah yeah vernon did have his worst game as we said Mm -hmm. i think he looked more than just missing his shots i think he looked out of sorts yeah i definitely think banks's length bothered him uh, and he was atrocious on defense. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, that that sub again. We talked about Jav being put mm-hmm. in for him. That's a really big deal. Um, he was costing us underneath quite a bit. So yeah, I was a little frustrated by Vernon, but again, he's run up a campaign so far that's Very national impressive. player of the year yeah.
2: worthy, or at least in the discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he still scored 14 in this game. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he's, he d- gonna, he he he's going crittily, to score his points, but, but it yeah. just it got to the point for me. Where it wasn't a smart move to enter the ball to him in the post. Yeah. And I don't think I've felt like that this year before.
2: All right. Quoting my mother. If you are named a junior, you could could your father be senior or first? So his father could be Vernon Carey uh, the first or, or Vernon Carey. But you still senior. would have known
1: that his name was Vernon Carey.
0: Who the hell is called the first?
2: I don't know. Nobody. Yeah, I think you're just All right, like now, now you're stepping to my mom.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. That's, K. That's Dr. K to you. Dr. Mm, Mrs. K. Get it right. Uh, you come at me with like anyone... Well, she's going to have time to prepare. Yeah, like, exactly. If she was in this room, I would challenge her. And you're her right proxy. Now. You're her proxy at this point, Aaron. So uh-huh. name another first that you can think of right off the bat. Someone I can't. Okay. I, do, I told you I wasn't okay. convinced by it. So by proxy, I've owned your mom on our podcast. <laughs> Please don't say that. Sorry, Dr. Mrs. K, but um,
2: you've been owned. All right, Lord. so this was um, th- this was a, a tough game for for Vern, mm-hmm. um, Ariana. I, I imagine that you want to talk about. I do. I his, have thoughts. His his hands. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we had some Vern hands.
1: I want to make I, I want to make a sign or a T shirt that just says hands on it because <laughs> they're so bad sometimes. Um, but, yeah, he definitely he definitely had a good case of Vern hands this game. Um, and, like, I get, like, having a delicate touch with the ball can be a huge difference maker in a lot of different ways, whether that's your passing ability or a light touch going up to the basket. But sometimes you need to hold on to the ball to get the ball into the hoop, especially when you're going up with guys that have a lot of strength and a lot of length. And I think that was right. And I think that was one of the reasons why Vern got so frustrated and like Vern himself, like there was one point in time in the first half where he came off the court and I don't know what, like, I don't remember there was a call on the court and I don't remember what exactly it was, but like you could see on his face that he was like distraught and he was like complaining about stuff and he was like totally out of his element. Mm -hmm. And like, it really rattled him. And it gave me that moment of, Like, it's not that he's never played against big guys before, because we played Kansas, and they're not small. And so there was something about Banks and what Banks was doing that deeply unsettled him. And, like, Banks had some blocks that, like, literally he just stuffed him. And he was just like, no, this basket isn't for you. And, like, it's those sorts of moments where, like your your hands need to be a little bit stronger and your yeah. touch needs to be a little bit harder to physically dunk the ball into the basket. Um, and so I think this was a game where because he, that is not his forte, right? Um, and like, I think if we look at some of the dunks he's had, they've been where he is like untouched by anybody. And so I think that is an adjustment. Is like getting to the bucket, physically dunking the ball. Mm-hmm. While being bodied up by somebody that is your size or larger. Um, and, like, just as a point of comparison, so, like, we were talking about the fact that he still had 14 points this game. So, comparing to the Miami game where there were other stats that were similar, he had 24 points and he was 10 for 14.
0: Yeah, right. there you go.
1: And so, it like this was a good example of the strength and physical nature of Banks' defense against him yep. made a huge difference in Vern's offensive performance. He was still able to get some buckets hit some free throws. I mean, 6 for 14. Yeah, yeah, 6 for 14. We him. haven't
0: seen that this yeah. year. I mean, that's a very unvern like stat Well, line. And
2: four turnovers, which is mm-hmm. his highest number of turnovers. Right, which yeah. is another,
1: like, hands.
0: Yeah. Like, you got to hold on well, to that ball. And, like, to your point, too, about the psychology of it all, I mean, that when Banks blocked that first dunk, banks like jawed at him yep. in a way that i found very aggravating because i'm a duke fan um but then vernon had like a dunk over him the next time he didn't really kind of give it back to nope. him and he seemed just like a little pa- i mean that's kind of his personality he's yeah, passive but quiet. there was a part of me where it was like get angry if he did that to cash stanley banks, oh. stanley would have bit his face mm, off yep. the next time he like jammed over him so <laughs> yep. and there's part of me that you know misses that but um c- say la vie but yeah there was one moment Ariana. in the Second half, I think it was Stanley who entered the ball to him at the foul line, uh-huh. and the ball slipped off his hands as though he was like lubed up <laughs> on the hands. Yep. Uh, and I was just like, I was like, this is burn like, hands, burn hands. Classic. I was like, Ariana Classic right now moment. is having a seizure. Yeah, wherever she yeah. is. Well, and, like, I was, I, just... I was
2: just screaming at West Durham through my TV. <laughs>
0: is I had. The- Oh. Too, where I was like, you, this is a perfect
1: example of Wes being wrong and Aaron being correct.
2: Speaking of fathers, uh, Wes Durham
0: is your son now. <laughs> uh. You have been, you, you oh, have been no. proven, you have been proven, yeah. way right in that feud. Wes, yeah. you have to have Aaron on your show at this point. Yes. yeah, I'm
2: afraid so.
1: He has to admit that he's wrong and Burns' hands are not that good.
2: Yeah. Well, so he did have a, he had a another moment where it was actually his feet. He was, he was on the baseline. Um and, and ulti- ultimately did score the basket. But he bobbled the ball, and it was his footwork that was excellent and got him out of the play, or got him, r- rather, yeah, uh, allowed to him basket. to make the play. Uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, his feet are great. His hands are bad. <coughs> like, sometimes I feel like, yeah, simple passes are like a liability.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, one other point I want to bring up about the game before we go to our last Twitter question. Um, Georgia Tech ran... What was essentially, I mean, you would call it technically a 3-2 zone in the beginning, but it really looked like a 4-1 zone almost. I mean, it was like dramatically like we're going to guard the perimeter, but we're going to come down and double Vernon. But again, they relied on Banks to take care of Vernon underneath. You need to have a guy like that. And
2: he was able to do it. it. And he was able to do it.
0: Yeah. What do you think, what defense do you think we're going to see as we go forward? I think it's kind of a puzzle. How do you guard Duke? I mean, we're not the greatest offensive team ever, but I don't think there's a simple blueprint where you go, oh, yeah, zone this team, or oh, yeah, man-to-man this team, whatever.
1: I think, I'm trying to think of games that have been, like, really frustrating and, like, nerve-wracking for us. Um, And I feel like games where they have, like, doubled or even sometimes tripled Vern have been, like, a struggle for us. Um, Or just games where, like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm trying to hmm, remo- see, think
3: about what defensive we've, what defenses we've seen.
2: Well, so they far. could keep just throwing guys at us, foul right. us, and then make us make our foul shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's ultimately what Stephen F. Austin did. We shot 40 foul shots in that game. I know it's not an effective uh, defensive strategy, nor probably is it something that you set out trying yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it it might well work. Yeah, I. It would disrupt our rhythm.
0: I I do wonder if you have to think about it somewhat about what Duke is going to take out of you Mm -hmm. on the offensive on your offensive end and say, Look, if we have to try to play man against these guys and then try to survive their defense on the other end, we're gonna we're gonna combust earlier. So maybe from that sense, zone is the obvious choice. Yeah. We're at, oh we're good but not great three point shooting mm-hmm. team. We can have good games or yeah. we can have stinkers too. But I, I think if I were another coach looking and saying, Okay, I, I don't think O'Connell and Baker are Mm-mm. I'm not super worried about them killing us. Worried about Matt Hurt for sure. Yeah. But I In don't know corner. who else but I don't know who else I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Trey and eh, Goldwire, definitely not, Jack White, definitely not. Maybe but maybe zone's the answer. Yeah, isn't I, it I f- easy to I,
2: play I, inside out from a zone? So you enter the ball to carry. Yeah. Right, that that should be easy enough with the the skilled guys that we have on mm-hmm. the perimeter, and then I, I don't have a problem with his passing at all. He's no, a good pa- his he's a passing, great passing is good. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So with the zone, the you ball. can get more right. three looks. I'm yeah, saying, the issue
1: is we don't have a reliable enough three game to like. We'd be okay against that, but it would not like you would be pushing us out of our element, and so I feel yeah. like yeah, to be... I. I feel like that's what you—that's what you do. You shut down inside and force us to play a
0: perimeter game. We'll see. I mean, it's gonna be—it's gonna be fascinating to yeah. see what teams try to do. I uh, think
1: the ACC game I'm most interested in watching is the Duke Florida State game.
0: Oh, that's gonna be—it's gonna be rough. It's well, it always is, and, but it's gonna be a war, and it's—it looks right now like a classic Leonard Hamilton team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're—they're winning against Louisville is yeah really kind of impressive, and does make the ACC more interesting yeah. of like okay all right Florida State you're ranked 18th now they'll probably mm-hmm. go up um
1: but I'm yeah it'll be interesting another oh, I'm
0: sorry they're ranked number 10 now so yeah oh shit yeah I don't know let's see when do we play them that is not until February yeah. 10th and we only so we got a month and we only get them once we get them at Cameron but that's no guarantee that we no. beat them. we've seen in the past mm-hmm. that they can beat us on the on the road but yeah, so it will be fascinating. I think we're mostly going to see zone, zone.
1: I agree.
0: But I think a team like Florida State could man us up. Yeah. Um, and then one last thing. I know I said the last one, was, but this is really it. Um, I thought Matthew Hurt played the defensive game of the year for him. For him. For him. I thought he was much improved, uh, and I think it was reflected in his minutes. What, mm-hmm. Did you, you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Because generally yeah. I feel like he is... A little bit weaker as a defender I think we started seeing him playing a little bit tougher in the Miami game um and who did we play before Miami is that the BC game
0: uh we had BC and before that I believe it was Virginia Tech
1: okay um I think yeah the BC game and then the Miami game and I think one of the things that even Coach K has mentioned is that Matt Hurt seems to kind of be coming out of his shell a little bit. He's being more vocal on the court. He is actually showing a little bit more like emotion when he does things on the court, whether that's hitting a big three or something along those lines. Um, and so I think those little energy grabs are also paying dividends to his like ability on defense. Cause it's kind of pumping him up to actually like be a little bit more physical when he's guarding somebody. Um, and like when you are like, when your confidence is up and you're in it, you're in it Mm -hmm. that much more. And so I think that's what we're seeing from him. And I hope that continues. I do not hope his facial hair continues. Well, I was going to say
2: that my, my my prediction was not, was not entirely right, but was also not entirely wrong. That actually is a very Um, good point. uh, Him having a mustache twirl, uh, versus him having <laughs> a really Scraggly ugly, ugly kind of neck goatee, neck beard it's combo. It's so bad. He yeah. does, He looks like a villain. He does. Um, and <laughs> he and I does. I think that um, that his you know it's not Charisma fun. Well, it's not it's them. not fun to to get the ball shoved back down in your face mm-hmm. a bunch of times, and he kept going out there, and playing hard and doing what he could do. Yeah. I think I saw someone saying he really took a lot of shots to get there. He took a lot of shots from two that were bad, mm-hmm. uh, but he was like three for seven from three. three. For seven. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. No, it's great. Uh, no. You t- take that every time. Especially yeah. as kind of our number one three, three shooting sh- option yep. right yep. now. Yep. Definitely. Um, so... Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Good good game for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those threes were big. And I mean, again, the timing like yeah, you're saying,
0: 41% clutch. on the year. That's a terrific three-point yeah. shooting percentage. Um, that's Yeah, awesome. he's
1: the like, one three-point shooter we have that I trust.
0: I will say he does look like a villain, but to me he looks like a villain who spends about 20 hours a day in a dark basement in front of a glowing <laughs> computer screen. Yes, um, yeah, would like, agree. I see it. He'd be like a good Moriarty if they ever yeah. did another Sherlock remake, which of course they will. Um, starring Matt Hurt. Starring Matt Hurt. And who would Sherlock be?
2: Ooh. Has to be someone from Duke. Hmm. Ooh. On this team? Yeah.
1: Is it bad that my immediate thought was Alex O'Connell courtesy of our prep school boy comments?
2: <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> it was gonna be Goldwire. Ooh, Ooh. Goldwire is a great Sherlock. Uh, yeah. yeah. Goldwire like, would be a great detective. Yeah. Period. He's dispassionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead eyes. Absolutely. I Super think. consistent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm with that. And very like thoughtful. That's the like, thing analytical. about analytical.
2: That's the thing about Sherlock too. Is that you know if you really read the stories, it's not like he's a brilliant genius. No, he just pays just, attention yeah, to all the little details. Knows and the that's details. what Jordan yeah. does.
0: Um, yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch version. That's uh, not a great reflection of the of the no. Doyle no. Sherlock. Who would be the Watson to, Goldwire <laughs> Sherlock?
2: Ooh. Oh, uh, Jack White. Really? Oh, that's really
0: good. I think that's right. Yeah. Or Javin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think Jevon like would, would have be a to great be a
0: combo of them cuz
1: they're kind of inseparable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a, yeah, like a, a Rossing and
0: yeah. Watson yeah. via via uh, Delorier and White. I like that. I like that a little. Oh god. Uh, so the last Twitter thing we had um was this was a joke. It was a joke, but hey, we can all chime in. We, we like, can We all. like humor here. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: yeah. Eric
0: Radomero uh, Twitter name Eric Rodamero. What should Coach K have printed in large laminated cards? So, okay,
2: what should Coach K have <laughs> printed in large laminated cards? Meaning, Meaning if he went full should, yeah. should he have them printed? Or what should he have printed?
0: If he's gonna do the if cards, he's do it, so we're assuming we're assuming, assuming the cards exist. What should he print on them? Yes. I or
1: think what should and-
2: he have printed on laminated cards in this game?
1: I think it's just
2: th- whatever you either want. Either, either, or. Okay. I think me and
1: Shane both have the same answer. <laughs> Two words,
3: my, my boys. boys.
0: <laughs> oh, oh goodness, God. that's all. <laughs> yep, that's all. That's that's it. <laughs> Imagine the camera cutting to him, <laughs> and he's my like boys. Em-
2: emphatically, <laughs> <laughs> like at Well, wait. Does he hold up one, one that just says, "You know," there's one <laughs> no. play for my, and another, another play for boys. boys. <laughs>
0: Just screaming, oh, oh Jack God. White looking really uncomfortable.
2: All right, yeah, someone Photoshop Coach K with his hand oh. in the air with a, a sign that just says, boys. Yeah, Please. my we And we'll, we'll make you very famous.
0: Oh, Aaron, Lord. do you want to chime in on that? Oh, Aaron? no, of yeah. course not.
2: <laughs> no, you, you guys nailed it, I think.
0: Well, what else do we have? We're at the hour mark. This is For usually now. our stopping point. Uh, oh. Is there anything uh, profound to say? We got... Um, One of our toughest opponents every year, Uh, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons coming into town on Saturday. Uh, Ariana, I assume you will be on the scene. I will indeed. Um, Yeah, the Demon Deacons are just a god awful, miserable excuse for a basketball team, and we're going to murder them. So after that, we have At Clemson, and then the game we're looking forward to versus Louisville next Saturday. Um, But yeah, any thoughts on Wake beyond mocking them further?
2: I don't not. know anything about them this year, other than they're, they're not good. probably not good.
0: They have a kid named, uh, shoot, hold on, I'll tell you. And I was wondering if it was the son of somebody else. Oh yeah, Brandon Childress. Do you think he's the son of oh. Randolph Childress, or is that complete nonsense?
1: My guess is, my intuition is no, but I could be wrong. Have been wrong before.
2: Randolph oh, it is. Childress' oh. son. Man. Yes, well, it is. It is yeah. I'm not Wait, mid- isn't he a isn't he a coach too, on the team? I
0: have no idea. Uh, I actually don't know that. But Randall, it is Randolph Childress's son. Um, you know. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Randolph Childress was very, very good. So Brandon Childress is their leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he calls it a gift and a curse being my father's son
2: when he was interviewing with the AP. Same bra.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. This was uh, a blast as usual. Yeah. Um, we will, I think, plan to record this weekend at mm-hmm. some point, right?
2: And we're actually going to do our team of the decade. Yeah. Uh, pr- we we presuming that the that the, the Wake Forest Is game goes the way we think it will, out. Out. yeah. In the right. No, this will be a good opportunity sense. to do yeah
0: do anything else.
2: So be thinking of your teams of the decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's individual players from the ten teams, starting with the two thousand nine ten team. But only
0: the second half only of that year. Only the second year. half of that year.
2: So you can pick Zubek, because yeah. the first half of that year, he was he was, uh, he was not good. Uh, and in the second half of the year, he had that game against West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and just to so. titillate you a little, I'm
0: going to also do my comedy team of the decade.
1: Oh, Comedy fun. as CO. funniest, funniest um, Duke players. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. solid. I yeah. like it. The,
0: what would be the funniest, most awful team to watch? Based on like it. Oh, okay. Shavlik Randolph will be the captain. I'll spoil Beautiful. that. Beautiful. But I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to do some studies. <laughs> was he on one of those teams? I don't care. I don't think, so. think so. I don't care. He's don't still think. gonna be just, a... just in general. No, <laughs> no, no. You're right. He was way before it. But I'm still <laughs> <laughs> making. He's the coach. You could make an... Is Greg Paulus his assistant coach? <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Most
2: you could have a mostly plumly team.
0: You could, You'd, yeah, yeah. I might have to combine them into one,
2: or you're right; it'd be hard to leave one, any of them off.
1: One monster Plumway. Yeah. Would
2: it would it be um, like three stacked on top of each other? Ooh. Yeah, with a trench coat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that I mean that would
2: be like a 20 foot tall, 21 foot tall person. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would um, be
0: yeah useful. Uh, guarding the hoop.
2: Although sure. maybe not though. If you're that tall.
0: But you can have hands. One hands waving so up. So many the hands. hands waving down. It's yeah. not clear
2: that your hands would be proportional to your, to your height. I you might know. have just normal sized human hands.
0: I maybe maybe you arrange them a, one on each shoulder, so yeah. you form a sort of phalanx around the basket. Yes. Okay. So it's like an inverted triangle. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's an idea. No. Okay. All right. There's <laughs> a lot <laughs> to think about. We'll, we'll
2: probably not have a team that's three Plumleys. But you never know. But you could. You never know. So You could
1: make that choice. Be <laughs>
2: thinking of your teams of the decade. Uh, uh, be sure to uh, to tweet them at us uh, or send them to podcast at gmail.com, an email address I literally never check. Uh, oh, we should. You know what we should also have is a voicemail. Oh, yeah.
0: We should have Some people, people able in. to call in and leave voicemails. Yeah. I okay. think that would be a good thing. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll try to arrange that. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Uh, This was good stuff. Uh, Listeners, you know where you can find us, all the different podcasty places. Uh, Thank you for listening. There's more and more of you every time. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you uh, this weekend. Woohoo. Bye.